Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball, Rumor Mill Season, and it's Hall of Fame Ballot Time. Let's do it. Small Hall only. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball, presented to you by SeatGeek, the number one ticketing app in the world. SeatGeek, it's so easy to use. I can use it. Download the app. 70,000 events every single day on SeatGeek. I think Biebs went to the Mecca last night. A little SeatGeek action there. A little in-season tournament. Uh, hey, maybe buy some, some tickets for your team uh, before they sign that Big free agent because those prices mm. might, you know, they start going a little north when they start rolling out the checkbook a little bit. Download the app, go see something, and use code TALKING20 off your first purchase with SeatGeek. Trevor Plouffe live on the West Coast. Uh, and I am lucky enough to say I'll get to see you in person tomorrow. Uh, maybe even 9 30 p.m. Resi. Uh, how you doing, Trev? Unlike those prices that are going north, you and I are going south. Sure are. Uh, I'm doing great, man. Uh, I don't know if you saw that pitch I threw you. It was my new uh, gyro uh, backup sweeper slider. Yes. yes. Um, I developed it. Who cares? You guys, it's a slider. They're all sliders. So just move differently. I don't know why I had to say that. I had to get that, I had to get that off my chest. Yeah. Trevor May was putting out videos. I love you so much, T2. Real too, way too in depth for me. Okay, maybe that's why I was a bad hitter. I don't know. Um, I'm excited for this episode. Rumor mill is going to be fine. Uh, we still haven't had like massive breaking news yet in the off season. Uh, but the HOF ballot, I think this is going to be fun. Um, there's a bunch of guys on here that you know deserve a shot, but with what we've known about the HOF, probably aren't going to get in. But I think our official ballot is. What what really matters to these guys? That's right. what I'll say. Probably not, but uh, I'm excited. Bieber's. I'm going to ask you something. How you doing, bro? I'm doing great. Excited for winter meetings next week. One because I'll be there. Exciting. Tease the people with that. And two because that's when I think we'll start getting like action, action. So and and we've been fed a little bit the last couple weeks, but good time to to do this app. Yeah, I'd, starting to get hot in the streets a little. I thought I thought baseball offseason was was getting going going, but I in hindsight it was Nola re-signing in the Cardinals. Like uh, otherwise, yeah. otherwise it hasn't really yet. That makes me think they're lining up uh, for winter meetings, which and the Tigers makes makes me a little jelly. Obviously, the Tigers are rolling um, and f- building something in that central, like we've talked about. Um, we haven't. We haven't gotten too much rumor mill wise. I mean, it's kind of calm before the storm season. Uh, was was there anything out there? Are your little birdies telling you anything, Trev? Uh, is there anything you need to get out? You know, uh, Trevor's tidbits have just kind of gone by the wayside. It's that was right. a it was an era for me where I was reaching out looking for information. I really haven't done it. I'm assuming we're going to get some. Some things here and there this weekend as we are surrounded by some ball players. Um, I mean, I'm just reading the articles like all of us are, you know, on X getting Kenny Rosenthal updates. Um, there's a bunch of stuff out there that I thought was interesting. A lot of trade candidates, um, people who are saying, uh, like Juan Soto definitely going to be traded is the rumor right. that's out there right now. That's a massive. That's a massive trade. We're talking about a 25 year old who is his career has started off like Ted Williams. Like, don't forget how good Juan Soto is at the plate. He's going to be traded, according to industry sources. Now, where we don't know, you were in a Yankees hat. A lot of people are saying that. Um, but the ones that I was kind of like more interested in, I had a little bit of talk about uh, Bo Bichette with C Rose on mm. baseball today. I thought that was an interesting one as far as. You know, Toronto having to make a decision, maybe having to decide between uh, Vlad Jr. and Bo Bichette, which that's a self-imposed decision, by the way. You don't have to decide between both right. those guys. You can't have them both. Right. Um, so there's rumors of him. Then the one I think I was most intrigued by 
was the Alex Bregman uh, rumor. There's rumors that he's being floated out there. And I know the Astros can be, they've been ruthless with some of their stars, like kind of like letting them walk. We're talking about George Springer. We're talking about Garrett Cole. Um, Correa. Carlos Correa. Uh, so, you know, trading a Bregman, I guess, would kind of be on brand for them. But I just have him so locked in as an Astro. I, he's one of those guys that I, I can't imagine on a different team, man. I really couldn't. Um, but those are kind of... Those three guys right there, Soto, Bichette, and Bregman, those, we're talking about three of what? The top, let's just say 20 players in baseball might be traded this offseason. I would love to see it, I guess, but I just, in my mind, man, I don't know if it makes any sense. Yeah, I think the thing for me, you're right about Soto. I guess there's a little bit like we've kind of seen it. Like he he already got traded once, and it was a big deal. It was trade deadline. It, it was It was that whole thing. That I don't know. I think just anytime something happens, that that's that's the big one. But when it goes down, it'll be massive. I I think the other thing, and I I flip flopped on this a little bit, and you, me, Jim, Beebs, we've talked about this. The biggest free agency for a single player is happening live, but there's nothing on it. <laughs> there's nothing yeah. on it. I did um. I had uh, I had some friends of the program uh, in my DMs after a couple episodes ago when we were talking about Shohei potentially having his like private private flying zone and come to me and we'll figure this out. I don't know what I can confirm or deny, but I had some people saying like, kind of yes, yeah. um, and that's awesome and hilarious at the same time. That, yeah, you wonder how that breaks. And it, it just, I guess for me, you know, we, we get the Friday tweet, uh, you know, not even a week ago uh, from our guy Howie Rose saying, Otani news is about to, could, might happen today. Might in today, the two operative words, Trev. Um, and now we're, uh, we're, kind <laughs> of, we're kind of up against it. So, yeah, it's one of those weird things because it's like, okay, this free agency class isn't great. But we have the guy who's going to break the contract for biggest for contract ever. Uh, and then, like you said, our generation's Ted Williams uh, is probably going to be traded for the second time. So the juice is there. It's just when are we going to squeeze it? Ain't that life? Ooh. I'm about to say something that people are not going to like. Okay. But I saw a tweet with it, man. There was a point, and I don't know. I, I wish I had the tweet up in front of me. I, I don't know if it was talking about like a seven-year peak for Ted Williams or the first mm. so many seasons or, or what or whatever. I mean, it could have been his whole career, but he only faced eight teams. <laughs> I guess interleague play didn't exist, right? <laughs> he faced eight teams. I'm just saying that's crazy talk, and pro- and probably the same guys were on those eight teams. Like the whole time because there wasn't free agency yet. That's crazy to me. We don't need to go into that. I love you, Ted Williams. I have a son after you. Oh, gosh. <clears throat> Talks between the Yankees and Padres about a Juan Soto trade have progressed to the point of exchanging names on players. Oh, my gosh. Which uh, that update always kills me because, like, what did they talk about before? Yeah, what were they like, talking about? I, I've always been fascinated if I got to sit down with any GM and be like, Literally, how do trades happen? I want that, I want so, that bad. so bad. How what do you mean? How is that an update? What did they, what did they possibly talk update? about before? I guess just like surface level, like we'd love... Not a single name was said on the other side of the phone? Like they've said I like think we they need an MLB vague. ready guy. I think it's, it's, like pa- it's, 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 it's vague. It's, um, it's here's the... Like here, here's the tiers of our prospects. What are you looking for? Give me some a general idea of a package, and then we can start saying, "Okay, let's get into specifics." Because if you just start floating out specifics right away, you lose leverage. It's that's all it is. These it's just leverage plays back and forth. Okay, you want this? Well, here's my tier. So I get, I get that. Nightmare. I get that. If you do actually progress to the point where you're exchanging names. Like your your specific players, I think that does mean 
that means something because that that is that is the third or fourth conversation uh, that they probably have had regarding a trade. Um, I mean, that's good for Yankees fans. That's awesome because no other team is out there rumored to be having uh, talks and exchanging names. Yeah. Hey. Holy sh. Hey, Prell, Preller, Prell, Daddy. Take who you want. Nobody's off limits for you. Um, I I think the only thing I like Jason Dominguez. It's he's just we need lefties and outfielders and like you. We in theory, the plan would to be pair that going forward, and like kind of judge, but everything else. Like, kind of has to be. Yanks is the Martian even your best prospect right now? Uh, I think so. Depends what website you go to so. who likes who more. But okay. Stop talking Yankees, bro. Um, and for those people, Ted Williams, career 2021 walks, 709 strikeouts. I love Ted Williams. People don't think I don't like people Ted Williams. People are starting to awesome. think you don't like Ted. Doesn't have 3,000 hits. Jam. JM baseball video coming soon. Did miss three years serving our military. So, Ted, we salute you. It's been a big um, Ted Williams week at this office. Video coming soon. Hey, go buy yourself some merch from the John Boy Media merch store. The holiday season is coming. Trev's got the lid on right now. That's a nice look. Uh, BBD. <laughs> well, that's the John Boy Media lid. Uh, he's got the shirt on underneath. I a little got a we shirt got ice shirt. You can't um, buy this. We are going to have some big breaking episodes soon. Uh, partially me and Trev living in fear of those, but Juan Soto, Otani, winter meetings. Get jazzed up. Until then, we need to get some people into the hall. Um, it's, it's sneaky Hall of Fame season. You're going to see more ballots coming out on the internet. You'll see people getting mad about ballots. <gasps> kind oh of like God. what we've done with all JM team. This is kind of America's ballot. This is the one that counts. You know, this, is, this isn't how are you cooking your gold glove voting. This isn't silver slugger. All JM, all JM, Hall of Fame ballot. And we actually, we did an episode like this um, almost two years ago now. I think it was yeah. January 22. Two, two ballots ago for sure. Um, that we were letting some people into the Hall of Fame and... You know, this is a weird mix because we're kind of a team on this, but we also, you know, different. everyone's Hall of Fame is different. Um, and we've got, I think there's one layup on the list, and then we enter Hall of Fame hell. Like, I, I think there's one guy that feels like a no-brainer. We're putting him on our 10-person ballot. And if you don't know, uh, most of you probably do, uh, the Hall of Fame voters, you get to pick up to 10. So that's where you see a lot of the discourse. There's some people that'll only vote. There's some people, you could vote for zero people if you really want to do that. Um, and people that's, turn in a blank one. That's just hurt everybody. That's their Hall of Fame. Uh, there's some people that need to fill out 10. Uh, and there's everything in the middle. And with the baseball writers, boy, you get a large spectrum uh, of different views on it. So, uh, with that, are, are we going to do it draft style and then kind of a vote? Um, or or where, where are you at, Trev? I'm going to start this off. Okay. Because I know who you're talking about. Slam dunk should be a first ballot guy. Um, fortunately for me, I got to play against him. I got to play with him. Spring training 2018. Uh, it's Adrian Beltre who is on the ballot for the first time. He's amassed over 90 career war. He's uh, one of the best defensive players we've ever seen. He has over 3,000 hits, so he has the counting stats the old guys like. Um, he's got some of the new age statistics that you like, especially defensively. Um, it's an, a, an absolute no-brainer uh, for me, and I, I think he, for anybody, this guy should be a first ballot guy, and I think we start there, Adrian Beltre. Yeah, I I think going into modern balloting, if that's a word, which I don't think it is, um, 93.5 career war. Yo, I, I don't think a lot of people 
necessarily hold Adrian Beltre to that standard because there's a couple different things going on here. He he does have a second half of his career that's really good. And for a lot of for a lot of guys you don't. Like I, I you know, I think Andrew Jones will get mentioned in a little bit. Um, you know, I one of my arguments that I I don't know, it's not like I'll defend the wall forever with it, but I think it's an interesting baseball conversation. Go look at Ken Griffey Jr.'s baseball reference page and go look at Barry Bonds' baseball reference page. Go look at their lives after 30. There's a guy that was on some stuff. There's a guy that wasn't on some stuff. Um, And if you're over 30, you know what happens to your body. Uh, Adrian Beltre, there's not a ton of bold on the page, Trev. It's interesting, like, it's a little Scott Rowland-esque, but where Scott Rowland was on the fringe, it felt like, of the Hall of Fame. There's a lot of Adrian Beltre's numbers that have him as like an inner circle guy. 3,000 hits, and um, like I mentioned with that war and just uh, everything he did. Uh, yeah, uh, This guy's getting in. It's, it's kind of a matter if he's first Hall or not. Yeah, that's why I said he's kind of a mixture of he has those counting stats. He's only 23 homers away from 500 with 477. I mentioned he's over 3,100 career hits, right? 3,166. So he's he's in the Hall of Fame. I guess it is a matter if he's first ballot or not. I I tend to believe he is, but um, I don't know, man. I'm going to speak on him how I know him uh, because what else? How else am I supposed to I was, speak on and, something? And Trev, don't... Uh, as I get a little, uh, as I get jazzed up, or you know, a little foreplay, um, I don't know. I, I I love poking some stories out of you when I can, but this is this is a third baseman that played while you were playing. So I'd love to know what what Beltre stories you got up your sleeve. I just I learned a lot from him just by watching him. Like probably one of the guys in baseball that I learned the most from from watching, just because obviously he played my position, but uh, he would do things differently. He didn't. He, he wasn't. He didn't look like maybe a prototypical third baseman how you'd want to look. And I'd say, like, if I had to say someone that looks like does everything the right way, you can look at, like, a Longoria. Um, Arenado's a little different. Arenado likes to throw in the run a little bit more. A silly uh, one. Beltre- a silly one for talking baseball fans would be Brandon Drury. <laughs> uh, no. You know, perform- no. Maybe not performance-wise, although he's been no. great. But, God, you see that guy at third base and you think that's No, he looks baseman. great in the uni, yeah. of course. Brandon Drury he, he looks great. He you know, literally looks about just, like a third baseman. Just mechanics. Just yeah. mechanics. Beltre's mechanics were different, man. Like, real low arm slot from third base. I had to really come over the top because – you know, you're if you're making that long throw and you're on the side, you you tend to lead the ball up the baseline into the runner a little bit. Uh, but Beltre was kind of always with that lower arm slot. Uh, could play laterally, could come in on the ball better than anybody. You know, mm-hmm. I think, I think one of the things you think about Beltre is him coming in and the way he throw that ball. Typically, you kind of take that little you, – you try to get around it a little bit, get your momentum going to first base. He never did. He just kept going to home plate and would throw that thing and then would, like, fall. Like, he'd always end up on the ground. Um, but he had so much so much juice in this, this little motion right here, like the little – an unbelievable arm, great hands. Um, so defensively, I learned a lot. Here's Here's two things that I always did because he did them. Uh, before every single game, I saw he would go over to third base and he would start to roll his ankles out. Never saw anybody roll their ankles out, but I'm like, if Adrian Beltre is rolling his ankles out, I'm going to start rolling my ankles out. So he put his like toes in the dirt and kind of just like pronate and and just kind of like get get him loose. I'm like, that's amazing. And I started doing it every single game because he did it. He's like stretching his ankles. here is my one, my, well, there's there's so many. My favorite thing, because we got to get through more guys. My okay. favorite thing that I learned from him, uh, this is game within the game type shit. Love this. Uh, runner on third base, uh, sack fly to center or to right field uh, where you don't have the cut. Uh, he would just stand in front of the guy trying to see like when mm. the ball was caught. Yeah. Like he'd get in your way. It's defense. And you can't you can't call that. And I've had umpires, because he did it, got in people's way, and I was like, I'm fucking doing that for sure. He did it to me. So that's when I first realized it. 
And I was like, I'm doing that every single time. That's amazing. And I had umpires come tell me, hey, you can't do it. I'm like, why? I can't be around the base. Tell me the rules. He's like, you're obstructing. I'm not, I'm not obstructing anyone. I'm not touching anybody. And they couldn't call it. But it helped so much. I felt like we got guys at home plate because you just did something like game within the game shit. And Beltre was the best at that, dude. So I don't know. I, I thought great teammate, all the, all the other stuff. But this guy's a first ballot for sure. Yeah, and I, I, I want to present both sides. And I, I think the conversation turns into more of a first ballot, which, again, there's some people that probably roll their eyes at that. I'm, I'm close to one of those people. I, I kind of don't care. Um, okay. Like, uh, if you're a Hall of Famer, you're a Hall of Famer. I think from there, you know, you can make your, you know, your number one starting lineup, your number two starting lineup. I think that's a fun game. But uh, otherwise... Uh, you're a Hall of Famer. Uh, so, on the good side for Adrian Beltre that will end up in the Hall of Fame, war, which a lot of teams still use as their metric, he is third all-time of third baseman. Uh, Mike Schmidt, Eddie Matthews, Adrian Beltre. Um, you know, gets kind of tricky. A-Rod moves over to third and things like that. Mm. But guys considered third baseman in war that still gets used a lot, B-War, He's third best to ever do it. So that would be in his plus column. He gets a, a chunk of that from defense. They have him as the number two defensive war player ever. Now you've heard me talk about defensive war. I don't think it's everything. But uh, the guy ahead of him is Brooks Robinson, uh, RIP. And I, I do think of him as the best defensive third baseman ever. So there's that. Uh, where things get funky with Beltre, uh, we love an MVP. Uh, and there's no MVP. Um, he was top uh, top five three years. The guys surrounding him, like Mike Schmidt, was top f- five 12 times. Uh, Eddie Matthews, six times. Wade Boggs, six times. George Brett, five times. Um, and the other thing that's just bizarre, because, you know, when it comes to Hall of Fame, there's a lot of ways to measure it. It's how good is your peak or compiling and a lot of things in between. Mike Schmidt, Eddie Matthews, and Wade Boggs all had 12 All-Star games. Brooks Robinson, 18. George Brett, 13. Uh, Even like, okay, that next tier, Chipper Jones, Paul Molitor, you're looking at eights and sevens. Adrian Beltre only attended four All-Star games. I I see you waving the hand, Trev, but... Who cares? The All-Star... All-Star voting is stupid. We can all agree on that. First half is what that is, right? It's a yes. first half all-star game. That doesn't make any sense, so I don't care about any of that. Most of the time, it's a popularity contest. I don't care about all-star games. I don't. Great. They're awesome. Wish I would have made one. Wish I would have made 10. But like, they don't mean anything in the grand scheme of things. They really, really don't. And if you're putting stock into how many all-star games a guy has made, you're missing the point, people. And Trev, to, to be your defense lawyer, Adrian Beltre career, 279, 330, 784 in the first half. Second half, 295, 350, 860 OPS. So he genuinely, if Adrian Beltre had all JM, he'd probably have 10. And a couple of mm. those other guys would also come down to 10. Uh, but it's... <laughs> he'd, he'd have had himself a few years of doing the... That's oh, sneak funny, in last month. You're the best. sport, man. And There's it, and guys that say no to the All-Star game because they just don't want to go. Right. <laughs> like it's it's a lot. But and Beltre specifically is like just a fascinating career, which explains like some of the All-Star stuff. Like just did not make one in his twenties, only one like incredible year in his twenties. Obviously, then all of his thirties were some of the best we've ever seen. But he, he's just a fascinating career in general, obvious Hall of Famer. The one knock, okay. The one knock for me okay. on Beltre is is the no touching of the head thing. Oh. Got overplayed to me. It got overplayed to me. Got weird. And that's not Beltre's fault. Like he didn't like people touching his head. Yeah. And then they just kept doing it and doing it, and it's like, hey man, like leave the guy alone. For me, I don't think you're wrong at all. My biggest experience in life that I can relate to this is when Jake from State Farm became a thing. I'd show up anywhere in the world, coffee shop. I was working at my old job. I was traveling the country. And I'd be like, hey, Jake, nice to meet you. And they go, oh, Jake from State Farm? 
And man, if people have an easy joke and they take it and that's how they're getting through life, I'm for it. Um, you okay. know, I said, have you seen the Eddie Escobar cat stuff this year? Yeah, it's Every same, same. road trip, someone busted out a fake cat. And it's like, come on, fellas. But I at the I same live. time, it's like, all right, we're having fun. Huh? Um, all right, so Beltre's on our, our ballot. Check. Snaps to Adrian Beltre. Um, I guess, uh, Biebs, I, I'll, I'll give you a little soccer kick uh, oh. assist to start off. Because I, I want to phrase the question, is anyone on this list a lock to be a Hall of Famer? I think the, I the have, one guy is Todd? He he is the one that's He's on like, path. He he got to seventy two percent last year. Nobody has gotten that close bef- with this much time left on the ballot and not gotten in. Um, so there's a chance we can, if we want to be conserve our spots, we cannot vote for him because we think he'll get in and we could use this vote elsewhere. But oh, we're using our vote. I think we I mean, want to use our votes on the slam dunk guys. Yes. If you don't. Go to him. I, I'm going to. And like, this, I will tell you that right now. Yeah, and th- this will just be my time to give my annual course Field speech, probably biannual at this point. If you haven't looked into it all, the best way I can, uh, I was going to say synopsis, give a synopsis of it. Um, yes, you benefit from playing at course Field. Uh, you know, you, you probably, you heard the word humidor, you, you know, Altitude, you you get a chunk of that by now. Guys hit more at Coors Field. It also takes away from them on the road. They've done science stuff on it. Go DM Eno Saris. Send him a picture. Uh, of you whatever. say science stuff? Science stuff, bro. Um, that when they leave Coors Field, A, their body takes more of a beating playing at altitude. That's why we found out Trevor Story was so proud of his like athletic abilities. And then B... When they leave and hitting is so hard to do and the ball moves so quickly and precisely that when they go on the road trips, their swings and timing are literally off. Uh, that it's that the challenge of hitting on the road may be equal to, if not worse, depending what style of hitter you are, than the boost you get at home. So, uh, Core's effect, Rocky's effect. Go Google some stuff if you have some free time today. And if you let those thoughts enter your head and you look at Todd Helton's stats, yo, Trev. Yeah, I mean, on Todd, he's going to get in this year because he's so close. Um, I I think he's deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, another guy with not as many All-Star games as Jake would like, only five times, sorry. Well, so you might strike strike him from the ballot because of that. But uh, I mean, this guy is one of the best pure hitters we've seen in our generation. Um, I got to spend some time with Justin Morneau, as you know, and uh, you know, like he loves a Todd Helton. So I got to hear a lot about him. I'm in. Um, I think he's it's it's similar in a Beltray in the fact that like. Uh, top 10 in MVP voting only three times. That was in 2000, 2001, 2003. Uh, I mentioned the five-time All-Stars. He won four silver sluggers, three gold gloves. So, like, he doesn't have some of these, you know, 12 times uh, winning awards as some of the other guys. But uh, just the, the resume speaks for itself, man. This this guy's he will be in the Hall of Fame. He is on our ballot. Can I, can I talk Todd about a, one of my favorite Todd Helton years? Yes. The one with the most bold on it, if you're looking at his baseball reference, is 2000. Uh, he led his league or all of baseball in the following categories. Hits, doubles with 59, 147 RBIs. He led in all three triple slash lines, so therefore also OPS uh, and total bases. Finished fifth in MVP. Had the highest war. Had an 8.9 war. Uh, and it's it's one of my favorite things to do, and it's I make the Kyle Wright joke a lot. But think about humans, people. Okay, getting a little philosophical. Yeah, I like this. I like this. We're still early in this whole shebang. It, we're we're learning stuff every year. Fifteen yeah. years ago, if you were the starting pitcher with the most wins, you won the Cy Young. 
Like, that was kind of it. About a 90% clip, I'd say. Todd Helton, because he was on the Rockies, and it's easier to hit there, and they, they weren't the best team in baseball, he did not win the MVP. If he had this season, comparatively, he probably wins the MVP. He had the highest war. He hit 372. <laughs> hit 372 with a 1.162. Uh, a higher OPS than Barry Bonds that season. Um, and his teammate, Jeff Kent, who actually won the MVP. So, um, Todd Helton, you might, I'm hoping I can be opening your eyes, which I, I is usually not my lane, but go dig into the course Field stuff, go dig into some previous year votings, and I think how you might view Todd Helton, Helton initially would change a little bit, because I think that guy's a Hall of Fame baseball player. Tennessee boy, yeah, mm. through and through, gotta love that. Uh, the the ten year peak that you put on the sheet, Beavers, uh, which goes from ninety seven. Where is I had it up? Shit, ninety eight to oh seven. Ninety eight to oh seven. Three thirty three, four thirty two, five eighty five for a one daughter, a one oh one seven. One dotted for a decade. I don't want to get too far into this, but what's your favorite peak? Is it five years? Is it seven years? So I think we have to kind of adjust it for today's game. Like you're not, you don't get the same opportunities as you used to. The Hall of Fame yes conversation no. is typically centered around you a 10-year peak. Dude, if, you don't. If you're these guys, you get those opportunities. Like these are, no. these are you Hall of You start to famers. DH, you start to platoon sooner than ever. Yes and no. I mean, all of these guys that we're going to mention are going to have five years. I, I think you're right for... I'm just saying, what's your what's your preferred peak? If you... I think I think five is great. I, I'd lean seven. I, I think... Seven? I, I for Hall of Fame purposes, I, seven? Again, I can like, get there. It's a little... I guess I'm being a little dramatic. Five is give, tight. Give me, give me your best numbers and I'll, I'll, I'll dance with them either way. But, you know, seven years, that's... You're close to a decade of a level of dominance, and we can we can start talking. It's a, there's like a also just like a certain equation of like how good that peak is versus how long it is. Like you gotta figure out within your yourself where each guy lines up there a little bit. Let me let me move us on. Todd Helen, you're a Hall of Famer. Congrats. Um, I'll do a double a double dip um, because. These guys play the same position. You're going to have more heartstrings with these two guys. Peak becomes interesting. Andrew Jones, who when we did this initial show about two years ago, he was a conversation then. He's still a conversation now. Talk about peaks and careers before 30. Um, Andrew Jones is going to have an incredible argument. Uh, and then I want to compare him to kind of your guy guy, Trev. Tory big game hunter. Uh, you talk about a peak, nine years, you know, an elite, or a high-level hitter, a high-level hitter, especially for the position. But if you watch the man play, uh, you know he could... The phrase, go and get it, and Tory Hunter, <laughs> like, those might be most in lockstep in my head than any outfielder ever. Tory Hunter went out and get it to the tune of nine straight gold gloves. Hmm. I mean, am I going to start talking about Tory Hunter, who I'm going to see this weekend? By the way, <laughs> yeah, so I got. I mean, if he watches this episode, hey, hey. um, what what do you want to go here? Are we are you are you nominating both of these guys? I think it's an interesting conversation. Andrew Jones has 12, 12 more career WAR. Andrew Jones has uh, about. 80 more home runs. Um, slightly different hitters. Um, I I think there's good arguments that both of these guys aren't Hall of Famers. I think there's good arguments that both of these guys are Hall of Famers, depending how you view uh, that beautiful piece of land in Cooperstown. Okay. I'm a big Hall guy. Sure. I, think, I don't know if we've established this. I, I, I just think there's so many good players. I mean, so many great players right. out there that we need to continue to, you know, uh, make sure they get their their due. I mean, especially these two guys. These these two guys, 
I mean, they they were some of the faces of baseball in their generation. To me, that's what else is there for the Hall of Fame? If you have the numbers to back it up as well, we're talking about two like kind of like generational center fielders here defensively. I mean, that I I think that for so long it was. Well, did you hit 500 homers? Did you hit three? Th- get 3,000 career hits? Did you? It's like that's that ain't all the game is. And nowadays, obviously, we we recognize that more and more as we have, you know, TrackMan and and all this data there. We we understand the importance of defense and how it affects the game. I mean, these guys affected the game more than anybody. So if you're asking me, do I want both these guys in the hall? I would say yes. I mean, I I. Andrew Jones to me is is kind of a, a a no-brainer. I know like didn't even get 2000 career hits. So like the old school guys are not going to like that, but 434 homers to go along with 10 gold gloves is nuts. Like those two things right there. You, you could tell me I don't need to know anything else about a guy, but you tell me you won 10 gold gloves in center field and you hit 434 homers. Mm-hmm. I'm like you're in the Hall of Fame, bro. Yeah, it's stealing. This is stealing a line directly from Foolish Baseball, but what if I told you a guy who is in the conversation for best defensive center fielder ever also hit well over 400 homers? It's yeah, a, that it's, is kind of enough. I know a lot of the work to get into the Hall of Fame is done in your 30s, and his 30s did not go according to the schedule, but boy, were his 20s great. And he did get years there to compile some numbers. I think if you tell me Andrew Jones is in the Hall of Famer, I don't want to talk baseball with you. I think you're I, right. I think we. I just think we won't like get along. <laughs> It'd be a bad discussion, probably. I, I think you're I don't right. Know how much we line up on? I um. There's an argument. He's the best defensive center fielder ever. Which you know, if you want to debate that all day between you know, Kiermaier has entered the chat. Uh, Willie. If you argue Willie Mays, I can't argue against you. I don't. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't watch as many Willie. Highlights as I've liked. I've seen one. If Kevin Kiermaier was hitting catch, freaking really 50 homers a year, don't you think like this guy is incredible? <laughs> right. right. I've I've been jazzed up for the Yanks to sign Kevin Kiermaier for him <laughs> to hit a 727 OPS next year. Um that yeah, I, I I brought up Andrew Jones on the initial show two years ago. I, I think it is he's a guy that definitely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. And a reminder, you know, there is going to be a day when John Boy Media opens up a Hall of Ball, um, and that's got Kenny Lofton, that's got Trevor Plouffe, that's got Bernie Williams. How do you tell the story of the Yankees in center field without Bernie Williams? It's disgusting. He switch hit. Anyways, um, Torrey Hunter, (coughs) who... Also, by the way, has identified his peak years. It it did, like, I gasped a little. He has, if you watched Torrey Hunter play and you wanted to join that conversation of best defender center fielders ever, I'd hear you out on Torrey if you watched him. But this is where baseball gets silly, Trev, because Torrey Hunter career defensive war, he he has four. That doesn't feel right to me. Where Andrew Jones has 24. So Andrew Jones, who has a 12 more career war than Torrey Hunter, if you shifted your defensive war metrics, which we still don't have figured out, reminder, and Andrew Jones was playing in the 90s, so I still don't really get how we did his defensive war. If you instantly snapped your fingers and made Torrey Hunter's defensive career defensive war 15, he'd basically have the same war as Andrew Jones. And it doesn't change the way I think about Torrey Hunter as a baseball player. So you start to enter a very weird area of how do we really measure these guys? Um, and I don't know. And the sick part of it is, and I know you have to look this man in the fence. Look this man in the, in the fence? fence. Yeah, Excuse fence, me? Yeah. You might wish there's a fence between you. I think the easy argument is Torrey Hunter is not a Hall of Famer. And Andrew Jones is. Yes. Because of the homers or because of the defensive war? Because you just shit on defensive war. I think homers and then it turns into war, which is crazy. Because part What of about hits? Torrey's of... way closer to 3,000 hits than Andrew I Jones. I love hits. Hits matter. I might, hits do matter. I'm texting our shirt store right now. 
Hits matter. <laughs> yes, they do. Done. Done. Hits, they matter. Fucking Kenny. Uh, I will... I will say this about defensive war because I feel like war in general, you use it if it supports your argument and you don't and you shit on it if it doesn't support your yes. argument. It's kind of how baseball yes. fans talk about war. Uh, and you're Go right, defensive war, how I, I believe this is how they go back. They just go back and look at video. And they see where you're setting up and they see whether you catch the ball. I'm, 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 I think that is part of the equation. Guys sitting around watching Somebody old did, film. did that work. But. So that's interesting to me. Not I'm not saying one way or the other. Um, to me, yeah, it, it's it, again. You're right. If you watch Tory play center field, he kind of he didn't change the game in center field. Uh, like change the game in general. But like, was there anybody better at the time for nine years? Yeah, he, he's got nine. It seemed like he made home run robberies expected. Hall of Fame. Yeah. Hall of Fame. Tori, and, and I don't know if we need to... I think it's different for everybody. Tori was famous, dude. Like, Tori was cool, and he was, like, growing the game that way, too, off the field. Like, he has hilarious... He, he has a meme from one of his commercials. <laughs> like, the, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm in on Tori... I, I, I do agree with you. Like, if you just told me Tory Hunter's defensive war was 50, I'd be like, yeah, sure. I'm right? Like, okay. If, oh, um, dude, that's, I, I check both of these guys. If you're asking me, I check both of them. I'm going to text fucking Jolly Olive right now. I'm, run, I'm hot. The Duncan is slapping today. We're getting nice. a Hits Matter shirt. And you know it's a, a game I want to play on JM Baseball? Guess this defense, this player's career defensive I war. like that. I like that. Listen, mm, the way I said Andrew Jones, if you're talking about one of the best uh, defensive center fielders, plus he had 450 home runs, right? That's what we talked about, or whatever it was, yes. 477. Yeah, four, 434 is is his final home run oh. that I'm seeing. Same, whatever. Yeah, you well, say four. that about him, and you're like, wow, okay, that sounds like a Hall of Fame to me. You could say the same thing about Torrey Hunter. Oh, this guy um, won nine gold gloves in a row. And he also had over 2,400 career hits and over 350 homers. You'd be like, yeah. Some, some of the kids watching oh, this video might remember late career right field Torrey Hunter for the sake of just pointing out the stat. All nine of those are center field gold gloves. All of them. I just checked. Ooh, that's a great was, point. It was in center field To stick around in the outfield so long, like as Torrey did, is that where it got dragged down? I don't know, man. I'm I'm about to get hot over here because I just sorted Yo. players by offensive war. And again, Bernie Williams is a top ten center fielder. Offensive war never got the conversation he needed. Mickey Mantle has a negative defensive war. And I'll just tell you, any old bird I've told you said that guy used to cover ground like anyone you've ever seen. So I don't know, man. I don't know. We lost, Torrey Hunter lost approximately like five or six defensive war, according to baseball reference, uh, over the last four years of his career. So. Jeez. I don't know. Add it on. I don't know. Like, that's where we've become so comfortable with this stuff without acknowledging kind of what it really is. And I'll, I, I know we talked about doing draft. I think draft style's out because... Part of my setup for this was there's a center fielder with more war above them. Carlos Beltran, dude. Go look at that cat's resume. Go look at oh, that I, cat's wait. resume. I'm I'm checking yes on Carlos Beltran. You have to if we're considering yeah. for what these two. No, I am. If you, like Andrew, if you like Tory, you have to like Beltran. I'm in on Beltran. He got he's been on the ballot and was shamed. Is this, this is not his first year. Last year was his first year, right? Uh, I believe last year was the first year, yes. So he got a little shamed for being part of the Astros scandal, which is, you know, these baseball riders, they love to hold people accountable except themselves. Um, so I think that was, you know, a reason why some of his numbers uh, percentage-wise weren't there. But, yeah, go the, the numbers support that I'm – also, I want to cast my vote for him. So I think that brings our grand total to five so far. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Um, I don't know if we are we going to go into can, all these numbers all the time. I don't think so. I don't, I, think, I don't think so. I just think people we can pivot at the end and, and make a tough decision to take a guy off if we're go, feeling like we're at a limit. Go but. look at Beltran on paper. Go look at the stolen bases. Go look at his home runs. Like that dude played defense too. If you want to make up years are there. If you want to make up some trivia questions with your buddies uh, and you want to combine homers and stolen bases, Beltran probably makes that trivia. Um, and if you saw this baseball season, stolen bases matter. I just made a whole new shirt collection. Hits matter. Stolen bases matter. <sighs> I guess I am passionate what else about matters? this stuff, Trev. I don't know. Reproducing. Producing. Babies RBIs. Babies. RBIs and babies, babies matter. New shirt. I, I mean, RBIs do matter. RBIs do matter. It's circumstantial and reliant on your teammates. There's a shadow looming over baseball, Trev. I don't know you've heard about this. The steroid era. Um, Part of the reason a lot of people are out on this conversation in total, just in, in, all, in all of it, is because this uh, it often comes down to this. It's, it becomes steroid day every year. I guess that's a good point. Where do, where does our collective mind lie on steroids? I'm out on these guys. So the the names that jump out on the ballot, Alex Rodriguez with it, which a quick reminder, the, the goofy broadcaster that we, we like to laugh at sometimes, go check out what he did do on the baseball field. Uh, guy would have an argument for one of the best players ever <laughs> without... Uh, the uh, earmuffs for everyone it. out there. Earmuffs. Yeah. This guy was a fucking menace. He's unbelievable, dude. The- dude, watching that guy play. I mean, I emulated a lot of things with Alex Rodriguez. The white batting gloves on the road, hot. Mm. Whoa. Led the league in home runs five <laughs> times. Uh, did a lot. I wish of- he. W- I wish he was different. Did a lot of the damage. I wish he was a different person. Did a lot of the damage at shortstop to a level no shortstops ever did that kind of damage. Um, he changed the game. Uh, Manny Ramirez, who <laughs> uh, I'm not going to bring up any defensive war because I'll tell you what, uh, my guy Joe's McFly, who I have a ton of respect for as a human, whenever Manny gets mentioned, <laughs> in one game, the best right-handed hitter argument during their prime just like I talked about defensive center fielders, you could have that argument all day. I loved Albert Pujols. I copied his stance. Uh, Mickey Cavs has himself an argument in recent years. There's a lot of dudes. Peak Manny Ramirez, you didn't get him out. You did not get him out. Um, and I think there was one other uh, steroid guy on this list. Um but Trev, I mean, are, we're still just uh, Sheffield. I know he has some rumors. Like those guys are still just no fly zone for now. I go back and forth on this. I think in my head, uh, but I because the reason I go back and forth is because you know there's some people in there that use performance enhancing drugs. They just weren't really called performance enhancing drugs yet. Right. So. You know, is it like, hey, you did this, but it wasn't necessarily breaking any rules at the time, even though now they are considered breaking rules. How do you where do you draw the line there? I don't really know. I don't want to be the gatekeeper. I don't. I will just say this. I don't think if you have a if you have a a for sure steroid use suspension or admittance uh, during your playing time, I don't think that... I think that it needs to be like uh, some something happened to you. And I guess that would be being out of the Hall of Fame. So you serve your suspension, great. I think included in that means the Hall of Fame is wishy-washy for you. And probably non-existent. Yeah. yeah. I, we've, had, we've had so... This is the thing. We've become like numb to cheaters in baseball society in general but like we can't get numb like it it should be a fair game that's the best baseball possible is everybody's on the same uh level if you're using these things like you're going to get help whether it's recovery whether it's strength whatever it is coming back from an injury doesn't matter like 
everybody should have to do the same things. And right, you know, you can't take steroids. It helps your career. I'm out. So I think my official opinion on it is no. If I, yeah. First of all, I respect your opinion specifically, Trev. And thank you. Everybody like you, I defer to the guys who played and played clean while while you were mm. doing it. I get in such a mental pretzel on these guys because, like, yes, when I watched them, they were the best I was watching. There's a whole generation that these guys, obviously we just went through 10 years of, of Roger and Bonds and, and others. At the end of the day, Hall of Fame, the Hall of Fame itself is a baseball museum. And I, and I really... I agree. I don't want to honor the guys that we, like we know cheated and and you know sabotage a lot of what the game is about. But it is a baseball museum. It does feel like baseball, and the writers like are trying to tell me a whole generation that, that you guys and my and my generation like grew up watching like doesn't count. They are doing their best to try to sweep this under the rug, and I end up in such a weird place that they're like kind of trying to pretend it didn't happen. Well, I grew up watching these guys. I don't know. You can have a conversation with your kid when you go and be, and you can explain that guy did cheat. That's bad. Like it, the conversation is as simple as that. But I also don't want to honor them. So it's so, it's so <laughs> you, weird. It's such a. Do you think you talk yourself into anything. those guys? Do you think those guys, uh, Alex Rodriguez, just him and Manny Ramirez? Let's just say those two guys right away. And Barry Bonds. Do you think that they would be okay with with if the Hall of Fame? was like, hey, you're in the Hall of Fame, but we are going to put like an asterisk or, you know, an explanation of this guy was caught for using steroids. And for this reason, he has this notation next to it. Do you think they'd like that and they'd welcome that? Or they're like, no, we don't want to be included in that. Trevor, you meet a lot of people in this life and the next, hopefully. I think Alex Rodriguez would do anything in the world including be on Fox broadcast for the past decade and the upcoming <laughs> decade to try to get into that Hall of Fame. With Manny, an asterisk, though, not just in it. He care, Dude, he's already admitted. Like, he, he admits it was a mistake. He, he's, you know, he he's open with it. Manny Ramirez was known for it dirt, while he played. I don't think he cares. <laughs> uh and, and let me say that with its own asterisk. I bet Manny Ramirez would like to be in the Hall of Fame because he was an all-time legendary baseball player. I think he's probably, <laughs> as you could tell from his actions, wasn't he playing ball in Australia like two years what ago? He he's playing ball all over the I place. I think he bro. likes he Mr. Worldwide. Games. I think he always liked playing ball. I think he still likes playing ball. Um, and he was known while he played for Manny being Mar Manny, which was a level of... Uh, a certain level of not care in almost a beautiful way. So I, I think it comes down to the personalities there. Um, and in the Hall of Ball, there's going to be room for them. And I think in the Hall of Fame, there will be one day. But God, I don't know. You think so? Man, I don't know. Have to, right? What? When, right, we got to move on. We, we got to keep yeah. this thing turning, guys. I, How many people do we have on the ballot? So, so far? I, got, I got one more thing, that, and then I think I've got a speed route for us. Um, there's two left-handed pitchers, and I know pitchers are pitchers, right? Um, there's no like, there's no like aces. None of the starting pitchers like screamed to me. Like on this you know, list. when when Scherzer enters the ballot, when Verlander enters the ballot, it's not even going to be a discussion. Although we'll have a discussion because that's talking baseball. Subscribe review. Um, Andy Pettit and Mark Burley. Uh, two lefties who could twirl it, pick it, um, had a lot of really, really good seasons. I'm wearing a Yankees hat. I've seen Andy Pettit pitch in a lot of big games and win some World Series titles with a fantastic team. Mark Burley uh, didn't have as many of those teams along the way. Um, their resumes on paper look very different. I do get caught up, and I think part of it's Yankee bullshit. I think if it's a chunk of it's just being a big sports fan. World Series and playoffs have to matter, because otherwise, what does any of this mean? Um, and Andy's postseason resume is incredible, but I very much get that Mark Burley could have done those things if presented the opportunity, but 
he didn't have as much of an opportunity. So I don't know, Trev. Do you want to spin that in any way, or pitchers are just soft? Uh, Andy Pettit is as a steroid guy. I mean, he admitted it. So I think that's what's holding him back. Um, so he's not on our ballot because we just established that we're not doing that. And he handled it better than anyone. I will say that about Andy Pettit. Great job handling it. PR 101. Everybody should just go look what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, Every guy that gets caught he doesn't from ha- now on, do it that way. <laughs> yes, just do it. So Hall of Fame of PR, uh, Andy Pettit is in. Good job with that one. Uh, Burley's interesting, man, because you can't compare what he did to like old-time pitchers. Like The fact that he threw 14 years of 200 innings in a row in this generation is nuts and Hall of Fame worthy to me. But then people are like, oh, well, Burt Blylevin threw 330 innings, 15 years in a row. It's like, yeah, that was a different era, bro. Yeah. That was different. Like, we have to have era-to-era discussions. Um, I mean, I don't know if Mark Burley is a Hall of Famer. I mean, in the the general zeitgeist of Hall of Fame minds. But, like, to me, like, he did, that's something very, very extraordinary that you did. And isn't that kind of what the Hall of Fame is about? Yeah, uh... Like and, but like, I'm not putting Mark Burley on the ballot. Trev, I'm I, not doing that I, I because really, we're we're on a we're at a on a at a place now where like he hasn't kind of gotten our what we have put on the ballot so far. But I want to say like that those 14 years of over 200 innings pitch is nuts. It is. It is. Um, I I think, and this is where again we could do this all day, so we won't. Mark Burley, I know the voting got skewed, and I just gave a speech about that. He finished top five in the Cy Young once. Top four, zero. So, like, yeah. think of what the goal of the Hall of Fame was to do. And I, I love what you're saying, and we're getting to a point where innings matter more than ever. But I don't know, man. Um, I don't know. Um, and hey, your your Andy argument is fair that I, I think we leave the pitchers in our rear view for now. No, we have Billy Wagner we did not put on. He's going to get in. He I'm like, a Billy Wagner. He's on the ballot stand. check. We don't have to talk much about him. Uh, you know, you know about Billy Wagner. Okay, so let's do is Billy Billy's an easy choice for us. He's in. Yes. He is for me. It was an awakening for me two years ago. He played in the NL all that time when I was growing up, so I didn't really watch that much. His stat page is crazy. I'm in. Billy Wagner, in. We're all in on that. Adrian Beltre, obviously, we're in on that. Andrew Jones, we're in on that. We're doing Tory for now? Fuck it. You see Tory him in a for now, days. for sure. He's got a decade argument. Um, I had I had the guys we locked in as Beltre, Did Helton. Did I say Beltran? Beltre, Helton, yes. Jones, Beltron, Billy Wagner are the five we're locked, locked. Okay. Tori, I wanted the clarification on if we officially have him. And A-Rod and Manny, I didn't hear I don't think we've officially said what our vote is. I'm doing let's do Tori, because that defensive war argument is insane. Insane. Right. Um, and how about this? So we've got six. Um that, that's six guys we've locked. I guess I, I have. You, let's I have, each lock one and end it. I have one more. I want. I want to lock, and I might have to go because I have to do baseball today. Okay, sure. Uh, Joe Mauer. I thought you might. I think he's a no-brainer. I really I'm do. Pro-Mauer. I don't think that the, the argument that like you know he only played catcher for so long and you know not by his fault. The guy got concussed, dude, and the doctor said don't play catcher anymore. Like, go look at his peak, what he was able to do, three batting titles as a catcher uh, while simultaneously winning gold gloves. He has the MVP. He's he's one of the best hitting catchers of all time and just, man, watches defensive highlights too. An absolute laser for an arm. Just, he is. If there's anyone that deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, like, it's, it's Maui. He dedicated his whole life to this game. was, like, the perfect... He did everything great. He did everything great, man. And yes, he had to move off his position. Uh, I understand that. Joe Maurer's a Hall of Famer. Like, one of the best pure hitters we're ever going to see. One of the best athletes overall we're ever going to see. Go go look up Joe Maurer in football and basketball and yeah. all these things, dude. Like, he is... 
I think a lot of people think of Joe Maurer as like a dorky catcher. It's kind of. He kind of is a dorky catcher. But there's so much more to him, too. He'll wreck you in any sport. Joe Maurer is a guy for me. I think that I don't think he's a first ballot guy because, you know, they hold that very close. But I think he's like a quick into the Hall of Fame. Going to get in eventually, I I think. I think since the, I I think we can all confirm that. I, I, since, since the 80s, if I'm reading this right, I think three catchers have won MVP awards Joe Maurer, Pudge Rodriguez, and Buster Posey. So that's pretty good. Yeah. That's, yeah. And I like the, he doesn't have, his knock against him is the counting stats. Right. Like he didn't hit a bunch of homers. Um, he doesn't have enough hits. Only twenty one thousand or twenty one hundred hits. Um, the two's a real number. The peak is beautiful, and the, all those peak years, uh, like are his catcher years. Like he, he did that behind the dish. Had the MVP years. Like, I love that man so much. He's uh, I'm, I am pro Mauer. We can lock that in, Beebs. If you get one more vote, where are you going? I'm trying to th- figure out what my one more vote is. If you have a guy you're passionate about, I'll let you fire fire it off. Because I'm, I'm doing a little scrolling, deciding. You might make a choice for me. I think the, the guy that's jumping off for me as we wrap this up, um, I, Chase Utley. He's one of the guys Chase I'm thinking Utley. about in the, com- the last conversation I think we had to have. I, I think if, if you're one of the youths, I don't know if you truly understand how long middle infield was not a hitting position. Um, you go out there, field balls, turn the two ball, put it in play, don't strike out. Um, I mean, Chase Utley, man, uh, he's surrounded by Hall of Famers uh, if you're even just going by war. Um he did it on offense and defense. He had pop. He had speed. I, I think, um, I, I just think for what he did at second base and how I view the Hall of Fame, I think Chase Utley has a has a pretty damn good argument. I'm in a Chase Utley. Touch can, of gray in I the I can hair. support Chase Silver Utley. Fox looking good. Good day. I want to say so. one thing before I, I do have to go because okay. Chris Rose yeah. is texting me, and you guys can finish up. Matt Holiday, I DM'd you on Instagram, I, and he left me on scene. Wow. Wow. He was a guy, he's a guy running through my head as I sort out my vote because that he has a 10 year peak well, that is really, really good. If you're going one way or the other, just remember he left right. me on red. He did leave you on red, which is, is, isn't not it's a factoring negative. It's in a negative. <laughs> Still love you, bro. <laughs> um, all right. Love you guys and love. Go our Hall of Fame ballot. Bye, Treb. Love you. Nice. Robo Trev on the screen fixed it. So these are some names cycling through my head a little bit. You as get I'm one, Beeps. Do I want to do my my Bobby Abreu symbolic vote? It's a little bit in my heart. Matt Holiday's peak, a little bit in my heart. David Wright, just want to say his name. The nine years are good. That's kind of all he got. It's ultimately short. Most of the Hall of Fame is work is done in your 30s, and he basically didn't get those. Not his fault, but he's he's not in. Victor Martinez, great peak that stuck out to me. A lot more time at catcher than I think people realize. Uh, he's awesome. It does feel just a little short, even though the numbers, boy, are they remarkably similar to Maurer, and Maurer feels really good to me. Adrian Gonzalez, his peak really sticks out to me. Uh, but it does feel just short vibes-wise. I don't know what it is about it. I really like him. I'm open to a longer conversation about him one day. Doesn't feel like right now is happening. It's his first year. So I think I will go with my... I will use my one vote on the Bobby Abreu symbolic vote. Because, mm. God, that peak, really good. A 13-year run, 297 402, 492. It's an 894 OPS over that long a period. It was a good right field glove. He hit 39 doubles a year. He was playing games. The war is at 60. He deserves the conversation. Do I believe he's he is truly a Hall of Famer? I don't know. 
but I want to vote for him and have the conversation because man, it it's it is a very impressive resume. Doing it as far as, far as we know, clean in, in an era that people were not, uh, and, and he he was so good. The seasons uh, the seasons are funny, man. I mean, there's there's a lot of five and six war seasons in there. I I want to see if any of his MVP voting can be skewed by yeah, or any of those like a weird way we used to vote because otherwise it's it's just crazy to look at. I I mean. Not really. I mean, he's, you know. In, in my heart of hearts, I do think he's probably just short of, like, does he actually deserve this? If I had a vote, he's get. If I had a vote and I could do ten names by myself, he's definitely one of them. So I, I think I will use him and get him onto this ballot. Let's put him on. Let's open it up to the people. Uh I don't. I. I don't think either of us believe in Abreu, but we'll. We'll don't vote. believe in him. Act. I don't know if I believe in him actually being hey. a Hall of Famer. We'll put. That's, that's the beauty of of how this works a little. We'll bit. put nine on our ballot. Make sure you guys reply to the post on Twitter and Instagram. Who should be the tenth? Maybe there shouldn't be one. I don't know. Yeah, Bobby. There's a couple. Tori's a really interesting one, but get ready for Jam Baseball's guess that D War because that is ridiculous. Uh, hey. Hmm. Let's wrap it up. Hopefully we get some breaking news soon. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. God, there's going to be big news soon. Soto, Otani, Yamamoto. Chick socks. K-Rod, you have a lot of saves, man. One day. Not this year. <laughs>